0: Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK.
1: Good evening Rush Nation, it's Murph here, it is Tuesday, this is a little bit out of sync. <clears throat> Uh, apologies for that as I'm sure you heard if you listened to the flagship show yesterday <clears throat> I had some family in town um, they took us out for dinner and um, to say thanks so we were doing a family dinner and I just meant uh, I couldn't do the show and then spending time with my family and um, they are flown all the way from America and they're important to me so it was good to see them and we saw them off this morning so um, amazing chance to connect with them I mean what a week one We had um, Dan and Antonio did an amazing job on the flagship show uh, yesterday. So you guys are already up to speed. So it's time to just go through these waiver wire picks for week two. And we've seen some injuries and some uh, changes of events already, which means that this waiver wire will be very, very, very active. Um, And I'm going to try and do my best to to get you guys that are really, really going to help in a lot of different ways. So let's start off with the quarterback position. Um, the first person uh, I would be recommending to get this week is Jameis Winston. Uh, Jameis Winston this week is available in uh, 63% of leagues. So he's only he's only 36% owned. Um, so again, slightly over that 30%. Uh, but if you do have him free in a league, he is someone I would be getting into uh, right now because he's going to have... A lot of appeal, uh, good matchups. We've seen what's happened with Michael Thomas uh, and Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry. They have a much, much, much better uh, lineup this season and they made it count. It took them a while to get going and I think it's this at times is going to be a bit of a struggle. But you know, if you lost Dak Prescott this week, uh, he would be the guy I'd have. He is over that 30% owned sort of uh, level that I would normally uh, keep to, but I think. If I'm looking at the best of the rest, if I've got an injury to Dak Prescott, uh, that is the quarterback I would definitely be targeting uh, everywhere I can. Um, if, for example, he he is gone, uh, the next level down for me uh, will be Carson Wentz, and you know Carson Wentz had a phenomenal game: 27 uh, passes completed, 313 yards, four touchdowns. He looked pretty good. He did have those two interceptions. It did make it a little bit difficult, but again, we're talking about situations that are arguably better, uh, either for the player or for the team than they were a year ago. And uh, what we've seen there in Washington is that he has a much better cast than he did uh, in Indianapolis last year. Yes, okay, he had Michael Pittman, but you know he really struggled with anybody else there that wasn't named Jonathan Taylor or Michael Pittman. So, you know, with Curtis Samuel, they're getting a lot of targets if he can remain healthy. You have got Jahan Dodson, once he gets going, um, you know, Logan Thomas is still ready to come back and get firing in this. And they've got options out of the backfield as well. So um, Carson Wentz is available in a huge number of leagues. He is only 16.8% owned. So he is available uh, in over 80% of the leagues. They would be the two uh, I'd be targeting. And, you know, on top of that, their matchups this week are so key. Winston has Tampa Bay. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot this week, um, probably with that game. Carlson Wentz has uh, Detroit, and we've seen that Detroit and those no slouches. They put up 35 points against that good Philly uh, defense. So they are definitely the two I'd go for. If you're looking for an alternative option, Jared Goff. Jared Goff, I mean, he didn't have uh, a terrible game either. Uh, Jared Goff is, is only 6.3% owned, and again, they're at Washington that's going to help out um, them as well. I think that game will have more points on it than perhaps uh, people would expect. So uh, there's another running uh, quarterback for you. And if you're in one of those, uh, uh, you know, super flex leagues and every quarterback's gone, Cooper Rush is obviously the guy you go to. He is 0.0% owned. Absolutely nobody has Cooper Rush uh, anywhere unless, uh, you know, you're in one of those ridiculous, crazy super deep leagues. So, I expect some fab to be spent on Cooper Rush this week. Obviously, if you're, only, if you're desperate, it looks like that's going to miss probably about two to three weeks. Um, so there are your options there at um, at quarterback. Let's move on to the running backs. Uh, and let's, again, try and keep this to under 30% own where possible. Although, again, i probably start with someone like Darrell Henderson, who obviously got a, a lot of work over Cam Akers. I expect to maybe the swing back towards Cam Akers' way a little bit. He is 46% owned, Darrell uh, Henderson. Uh, he does have Atlanta. That game script will really help. Um, but maybe see some of that workload come back down this week. But if he is available on the roster, that's someone you should probably be targeting targeting uh, in leagues as much as, as possible. But drifting under that uh, 30% owned threshold, uh, the first player we've got to look at is Jeff Wilson. Now, Jeff Wilson Jr., he is only 3.5% owned. Now, Eliza Mitchell is out, and he's going to be out for at least two months. Um, if we look at Wilson, his his playing time is going to absolutely increase. Um, and more importantly, he's going to see a lot more third downs. Um, just looking at some of the data, he played on eight of 13 downs. Uh, sorry, eight of 18 third downs in week one. So he's going to get a lot more work. Uh, Played a lot of the snaps in the second half, uh, well over 75% of the snaps in the second half. So again, we're talking about opportunity here, and Jeff Wilson's going to get a lot of it. It's going to be very few times he's going to be off the field. He should be the starter. The only issue with Jeff Wilson is going to be um, injuries and whether or not someone like Lance and and Debo Samuel are going to take away some of those carries. So that might be the only thing. But you know what? At this situation, Wilson has to be owned. And at least for two months, he's going to be the starter in the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not saying he's probably, he should be someone you're spending all your fab on. But if you're in a situation where you've lost, or let's say you had Mitchell, uh, or you had, um, or you know, you're know, you worried about ETN, or you're worried about Akers, and a few of these other backs, Damian Pierce and Najee Harris, for example. You've got to be spending a a reasonable amount of fab. I think Jeff Wilson's going to go, in most leagues, uh, probably close to 50% of fab. I think some leagues people are going to put it all in um, because that is a strategy that people devise. Now, I certainly wouldn't be putting all in on Jeff Wilson. Again, he's had injuries. He has a significant injury history. With Lance, with Debo Samuel, he's not going to have that league-winning upside. But if you need an RB2, he is probably the best bet you're going to get. Uh, from the waiver wires this week for at least the next seven or eight weeks um so you know if you need to put half your fab in to stay alive then th- that's going to have to be your option i think if you um if i was somebody who was looking maybe to have him as an optimistic piece in terms of uh you've already got starting running backs you might be a little short of depth probably put a third of your fab in for him um or you can wait and see if a better option comes up. They would be my two options for you. But if you're desperate, you're going to need to put at least half a Fab in, unfortunately, to try and get him. Um, some other options this week on the waiver wire that you've got to be targeting here. Uh, the other sort of big name uh, I would say that you've got to be looking at is um, Jalen Warren. Warren, Jalen Warren is, is uh, available in 98% of leagues now we obviously have this injury to Najee Harris. We don't know how bad it is, but he was dealing with a Liz Frank injury and now he has got an injury uh, that looked worse, Uh, or it looks worse than it was, but there is a risk of re-injury. Warren took all the snaps when Harris uh, went off, so Harris is clearly the number two here. Uh, And that means he's going to remain that way. Now, small sample size, okay, he only had a few carries. Um, But Again, there's upsides and downsides. The schedule is really bad for Warren in the short term. So, um, your only reason you're going to go for Jay Warren is in those situations I kind of mentioned. Um, And if Harris has this injury uh, long term, so if it is a Liz Frank, if they're going to put him on cap, then Warren has uh, upside. My Personal advice would be if you're desperate for the, for the for a running back, you're going to have to get Warren. I think if not, let somebody else take him and take your fab um, because Jalen Warren is going to be one of these players that I think will frustrate uh, fancy owners more. But we're talking about desperate players, players that are available. Jalen Warren is, is that guy. Um, and there's unfortunately quite a few of these um, on the waiver WIRE this week. But I know people were going to ask me about him and I wasn't going to put him in, but I thought I should mention it. Um if I was, you know, looking at running backs right now and I'm looking at people to own uh, that are under 30 uh, percent and players that I'd be looking to go in on, you know, I'm definitely interested in the players who are going to um, make gains. And someone like Rex Burkhead in the short term is someone that really interests me. He is 11.9 percent owned uh, Rex Burkhead, uh, but he does have some significant fantasy appeal this week. Um I say 11.9%? Is that right? Yeah, sorry, 17.2%. I got the wrong uh, number. I still thought that looked wrong. Um, so, for example, um, especially when the Texans are in a, a hurry up, it looks like he plays a lot of uh, a lot of the snaps. Two-minute drill, uh, dominated. He got all the, all the snaps in the two-minute drill. 13, uh, he got all the third-down work as well. Um, he massively uh, out-snapped. Uh, Damian Pierce, it was a 50 to 20 split in terms of number of snaps. So almost three quarters of the snaps Rex Burkhead was on. Now, again, we are talking about uh, short term options here. Rex Burkhead is that I think Pierce is going to come through long term. But if you missed out on Pierce in drafts and you were disappointed, this is why. He was being drafted too high. He was never going to necessarily walk in and get a significant role. And then Matt was cut, and then I sat there and thought, well, maybe he might get a bit more of a role. It looks like that's the case. That's not the case. They were really happy with Rex Burkhead. They kept him on this roster from last year down the stretch. Rex Burkhead was a significant fantasy asset, and I think in the short term he is going to have um, some some fantasy appeal here. I think for the especially in the beginning, but he could have fantasy appeal for the rest of the season. I think Rex Burkhead is worth 20% of your fab, maybe even 25% of your fab. I think he's a very, very good option. He's not going to be that elite option. That's the one thing you've got to worry about. But he is going to have fantasy appeal through the season. Um, But especially where this is useful is although the Texans are going to be behind most weeks, the fact he's getting all the third down work, he's getting all the two-minute drill work, That's where it's important because when they need to score quickly, that's the back that's going to get involved. Until things change and Pierce starts dominating that workload, uh, Rex Burkhead will be the one I'd want to start in Houston. So he's worth uh, a significant bet as well. One more situation I'd want to be picking up on, um, and that's Kenyon Drake over Mike Davis. Now, um, I would say right now that Mike Davis is droppable. Um, I don't think he's going to get you where you need to get to. Um, I think Mike Davis is pretty much out. I said this in the matchup show. Um, I know Kenyon Drake didn't necessarily have the week that we all necessarily expected, but I think he is. If I had to own a guy under uh, JK Dobbins, then it is Drake. And that's the guy I would continue to own there. So that's another situation. Moving on to the wide receivers here. Now, when we talk about the wide receivers, there's so many people effectively that are in play. And if you listen to last week's Wave Wire show, there were some guys that really did help you out. Um, and there is so many that we could talk about uh, as we get to the numbers. I'm just putting up to the next level here. Um, I would say right now, I'd be looking at guys who are going to give you uh, reasonable usage, safe floor. Uh, and, and really, right now, the one that really stands out to me, 8.7% owned, is Curtis Samuel. Now Curtis Samuel is someone who got a heck of a lot of targets. I mean, he got um, ten passes thrown his way. Some stats are different. I've seen some at eleven, some at, at ten, but he caught eight of those. Um, and I know the yardage isn't that impressive—fifty-five yards—but he is—he got five or six more. He got five or six more targets than anybody else on his team, and that's really important. Um, because he's clearly going to be the guy. He's built that relationship with Carson Wentz in the offseason. He's going to be uh, someone that they're going to rely on. So that does arrow down Terry McLaurin slightly, but not a huge amount, but he is someone who's going to get a significant amount of work, at least for now. Um, It's just his fitness is the biggest issue, but right now you could probably get... Curtis Samuel for 10% of your fab Um, and I think that would be really, really good. Some people might, because his stat line didn't go crazy, it's just in the PPR league, he's going to have a lot of value. So here's someone I would be really looking to be picking up on um, in a lot of leagues. Same goes with Zay Jones, 1.1% owned. Again, I'm not talking about guys here that are super efficient but guys that are going to have some significant work. Um, So Zay Jones here, six passes, he caught 65 yards, and he is the second option in that Jacksonville offense that is going to have to throw the ball a lot. So I think you can get Zay Jones for under 5% of your fab, even less. I think you can probably get Zay Jones for 2 or 1% of your fab. I think he's going to be an excellent flex play all the way through the season. Uh, so he is somebody I would be I would be targeting here. Um, Sterling Shepard is another one. He's only rostered in 2.4% of leagues. Uh, Sterling Shepard. Um, scored one touchdown, 71 yards. And now that you've got this injury to Wondell Robinson, and it could be significant, Sterling Shepard is going to eat. He's going to eat a lot of targets there. We're talking about safe floor players who can be fantasy relevant. He is going to be one of those players. Sterling Shepard, I think, is another one you can sneak under the radar, especially while people really aren't up to speed. I think you can get Sterling Shepard for 2% of your fab, and I think you're going to be very, very happy with what you get out of that. And then lastly, we've got this situation with Green Bay. They were obviously very, very poor against the Vikings. Struggled to get anything going on offense. If we look at the snap counts, um, I'm really pleased to see uh, Christian Watson up there because he wasn't 100% uh, fit, but he did lead. um, Actually, was one snap behind Sammy Watkins. So he, he had played on 40 snaps. He ran the most routes, 29 he had four targets, but, um, and a carry as well, which was slightly unexpected. Um, so again, in other than Aaron Rodgers and Sammy Watkins, played the most snaps uh, of anyone on this offense. He ran the most routes, um, had a significant amount of targets, although they were spread thin as Aaron Rodgers was struggling to get forward. Now, Watson did miss most of the training camp, um, but having said that, We've seen the workload, and I think at this point, we're trying to target workload. So Christian Watson is a guy I'd be expecting to be picking up. People might be worried about that injury. His stat line, again, very unimpressive, but we're looking at the routes run, We're looking at the number uh, of snaps he's playing. Christian Watson, he's available in a huge amount of leagues. Uh, his uh, number is uh, he's 18.2% owned. He's another one I'd be picking up on. I'm sorry this is a bit scattergun, but there's so many guys that I could be... Talking about here, I'm just trying to get you all the best information um, I can. And the other one I mentioned, I haven't even mentioned him, is Devin DuVernay, who I mentioned last week. 2.3% OD really paid off uh, for fantasy owners. So um, he is going to get a lot, uh, a decent amount of work here. Um, the one thing I would say, if you own Devin DuVernay, uh, the one thing that did worry me slightly is. Um, he only played around about 50% of the team snaps. Um, so there is a slight concern that it is clear that Rashad Bateman is the one. Um, didn't run that many routes, didn't have tons of targets, but he is a red zone weapon. So that's just something to keep an eye on there. Um, again, I think, just think he's one to own, but I think he's going to be overpaid. I think people are going to pay anywhere between 7 and 10% of fab for Devin Duvernay based on his week one performance. And I would be staying well clear. But do you know what? I'd be putting a bid or two in just for a dollar, two dollars here. I do think he's going to have some appeal. I do think he's worth having on rosters. I'm slightly concerned by those snap numbers, but it, you know, it's the Jets. So we should keep an eye on that to see if it changes. Uh, and a game where they're probably going to be more offensively challenged, but having to put up a lot of points against better opponents. So I would put bids on him, but I would expect people to overbid. So if you can get him for one dollar, two dollars, maybe even three dollars, that's fine. And if you get him, great. But if you don't, you know, don't worry about it too much. Uh, tight ends. Sorry, I just wanted to get that one out there. So uh, Robert Tunyon, obviously, he came back. Um, he's 19.4% owned. Um, he obviously caught three passes for 36. a huge stat line. But he uh, he will get more playing time, especially as, as he's coming back. He's coming back off that ACL. We saw in big situations. Well, whenever there was a sort of big situation. He was getting the ball. He was getting targets. So, Robert Tunyon for me is uh, someone to be picking up. Gerald Everett as well is a huge, uh, a huge one here. Thirteen point one percent owned. Two touchdowns. He was in here last week. He had an excellent week. Um, Sorry, one touchdown score. Three for fifty-four. He was. (laughs) <laughs> it is a funny stat for you that he was one of only two tight ends with over 54 or with over 50 yards, uh, this week. And, um, Travis Kelsey was the other one. So, uh, that tells you everything. It's, I think it's always going to be as rosy for Jared Everett, but, uh, the fact that, you know, Donald Parnum, um, is still out. Um, that that's going to make it easy. I know Trey McKitty saw some playing time, but I do think it's going to get better for, uh, uh, Forever, and I think he's worth owning, especially if he's going to keep landing those red zone scores. So, David, the guys I'd be picking up on uh, this week at tight end. Uh, we get to kickers here. I'm just going to change my ownership view. So, kickers this week. There's a there's a couple out there. I'd definitely be owning. Uh, that are under 30%. And Ryan Sucker obviously had a phenomenal game, though he did miss a field goal. I think they're going to get plenty of opportunities against New Orleans. Um, so he's 25.7% owned. Uh, he'd be one I'd be targeting this week. The other is Dustin Hopkins of um, the Chargers. They play KC. So again, I think they're going to need to consistently score points. They'd be the two I would be targeting uh, this week off waivers. And then when it comes to the DSTs this week, again, I think there's some really, really good matchups for those that are under 30% owned. Um, Right now, I would say that the Broncos against Houston is an attractive one. I think Houston will turn the ball over. The Patriots are only 21.4% owned. I didn't think Pittsburgh would be that great on offense, and I think if they're going to struggle with running the football. I do think um, they can really exploit Mitch Trubisky and make it difficult for them. So he's another one to be targeting. And the Panthers against the Giants, we know that Daniel Jones likes to turn over the ball. He's 4.4. They're 4.4% owned. So those three DSTs would be the ones I'd be looking to stream this week if you're in that streaming DST mode. That will do it for the Wave Wire this week. I'll be back with the matchup show on Thursday. And uh, just a shout out if you want to join our Patreon, Five Yard Rush, um, for Five Yard Rush, it's patreon.com forward slash Five Yard Rush. Three pounds a month or five pounds a month, depending on the tier, you get different levels of merch or ten pounds a month as well. You get different levels of merch uh, based on the tier that you join. You get access to our WhatsApp group, get access to me most of the week as well but i also do patreon casts, and i'm going to share all my views of what i thought of week one usage situations and everything like that so i'm going to go through all of that so you can subscribe you can see my one from last week uh, but every week i'm going to share my thoughts of what's going on and players be picking up in, in a bit more detail so look out for that one to come uh, later on in the week but until then rush nation as always don't forget keep rushing